Maxi Cleopatra. Hey. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a while. From Austin Powers? Austin Powers, yeah. Foxy Cleopatra, and I'm a whole lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Beyonce. Well, now we've got uh, Lady Gaga in a star turn. My Lyft driver today, because I walked to the grocery store to buy liquor and cat litter. This is my life. And decided to treat myself to a Lyft home because those things are heavy. Are heavy. Uh, yeah. Called my Lyft driver. He came and picked me up. I got in the car and he was like, Tammy, which freaked me out for half a second. And I was like, all oh, right. He, has, he knows my name because of that. He goes, Tammy. You have to see a star is born. And I was like, okay, I will. That's what we're going to see tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a dinner and a movie. Well, according to Julian, who I gave five stars, it is the best a star is born. And I've seen all the other three. So I've not seen. Wait, there's three? This is the fourth? Mm -hmm. Judy Garland. Barbara Streisand. Uh, and there's one in the 30s. I can't remember who it is. It's oh, not dang. Barbara Stanwyck, is it? Did this start as a play? How has it been done so many times? No, I. it was truly, I mean, they redid it with Judy Garland. You wow. Know? I thought she was the original. Yeah, so, so Julian told me, I didn't know this. He, he was like, I was like, well, I started with Babs. And he was like, I'm sorry, because that's the worst one. And I was like, well, and he goes... Did you know, which I didn't know this, and I know I know all these old Hollywood things. You know things, everything. Um, that it was supposed to be, Barbara Streisand wanted it to be Elvis Presley. Really? And he read the script and he loved it and he wanted to do it. And his manager was like, no, you can't play a washed up rock star because you're a washed up rock star. <laughs> which I love, like I kind of love That's that. Funny. You hear that story all the time that happens, um, uh, you know, like. Uh, Sunset Boulevard. They had a really hard time casting the lead in Sunset Boulevard because they couldn't talk any of these silent uh, film actresses into being playing washed up versions of themselves. Because right, you know, oh, and that is such a good movie. I know, right? Oh my god, I'm so obsessed with it. But yeah, yeah, it's like putting these beautiful, like gorgeous Hollywood stars in an Mm -hmm. ugly role too, of like a washed up. But I like crazed. I like that so much, though. Like. you know, Michael Keaton and Birdman, you know, because it is, it's like, oh, you you know, you used to play a flying superhero. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. And now you're a little bit of a washed up actor. I love that. I think that that's, that self-reflection's great. It's like, you know, own it. And also it never actually hurt their careers. Like Birdman won Oscars, like Sunset Boulevard. I mean, it never, A Star is Born Mm -hmm. was like, you know, they were for Bradley Cooper. They're not like, oh no, you can't play yeah. like an alcoholic down on his luck. Exactly. Apparently, really he wrote. Hurt you. He wrote all of his own songs too. He did. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped because I've never. I'm jealous. Maybe I'll seen any of them. Maybe I'll go by myself tonight. He he advised me because he lives down the street from me. Oh. Julian lives down the street from me. He was like, it's playing at the Chinese Theater. Just go. There you like, go. Maybe I will, Julian. What more iconic movie theater Ugh. to see a movie at called A Star Is Born? You. Would think we fucking planned that. I know, it just occurred to me. We didn't plan it. Oh my god, oh my god, because. But ladies and gentlemen. Today's topic is haunted haunted movie movie theaters. theaters. Oh, and the topic is on our podcast. 
banshees and booze. A paranormal podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. <laughs> yes, because the Chinese theater did come up in one of my lists uh-huh. of like Me too. haunted theaters. Me too. I looked um, into it for a minute. I looked into it for a minute too and I was like, it's not that much actually. It's like one so guy. I had to roll up my overalls because I'm really sweaty. My overall I'm legs. The show over here, you guys. I've I've been like battling something this they're, week. They're corduroy, though, aren't they? They're corduroy. That's not your fault, then. It's not my fault. They're but well, they're they're light. But I was like, it's gotten a little chilly and autumnal out here. Yeah. But also, it's a, it's a lie. It's a trick. The minute the is. sun comes out, it's, it's hot as forty shit. degrees warmer. I know. And starting on Saturday, I started getting a little cold, and then it progressed, and it got worse, and now. I feel like I'm just sweating it all mm-hmm. out, just sweat, like detoxing yeah. it. I'm so freaking sweaty, but well, you in gotta, like a good way. You got to get rid of those toxins because and, we got to yeah. replace them with these toxins right here. Absolutely. It is. Amy, tell me about this gorgeous drink I'm looking at <laughs> right here. Well, it's really not inspired by any movies or any movie theaters. Nobody would have known that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll just uh, wing it then. Okay. This is inspired by mm-hmm. a movie theater uh, that I'm reporting on in Austin, Texas. It's uh, it's called the Paramount Theater. Yeah, I, I I looked to make sure I wasn't doing the same thing as you and I was like, you bitch. Do you know how many times I've been to the Paramount Theater? Have you really? Of course. Oh, you're going to find out I'm so much about the ghost. I'm literally wearing my Longhorn shirt today. She is. She's in full <laughs> Texas mode. <laughs> um, well, it's soups haunted, and um, I'm just going to make this up. Um, they just love daiquiris in in Austin, Texas, as, as you know. An Austin Texanite, I can confirm. We oh, fucking God. love daiquiris. You love the daiquiris. Yeah. Uh, it just so turns out that I already had everything in the house. A daiquiri is actually very simple. It's not the shit that they put up in uh-huh. bl- if it in blenders at resorts, even though those ones are pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's just white rum, fresh lime juice, and simple syrup, which I made myself. Of of course you did. I looked at it. It looked very made yourself. It was very DIY. Mm-hmm. And um, you put the ingredients in a shaker with some ice. You shake it and you double strain into chilled coupe glass, which you definitely saw me do. Mm-hmm. A I, coupe glass. I brought you some coops. Thanks for these. Coop, there it is. Coop, 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 uh, so I call this the dead director's daiquiri. I love uh, it because yeah, it's got to, it's something to do with movies and yeah. D words. So yeah, D, here's to D words. D words. Clink in our coops. Clink coop. I actually really like that. I actually really like it too. Do you want ice for yours? There's some ice. Okay, it's cool enough. It is. It's chilled. It's not better. Reminds me of. Like a skinny margarita, but with rum. It does. Because that's all essentially what that is. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. I had some skinny margaritas last night, went out with some old coworkers mm-hmm. from the old place, had a few drinks, and I had skinny margaritas, and I was like, this is literally what it tastes like. Yeah. Which is good, you know? Just keep on going. I went to uh, I went to a Mexican food restaurant the other day by myself because I'm that cool. Yay. And uh, I was like, I'm just – I'm feeling a little trashy. I just want, like, a margarita. I just want, like, a giant gross margarita, right? Yes. That you need two hands to lift yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I was like – I said, I was like – I'll just have like a house margarita, just like the biggest house margarita you have. I just want like a frozen house margarita. And she was like, oh, we don't do frozen drinks here. And I was like, oh, well, then I'll have a beer. (laughs) But joke's on me because I drank the beer and then I was like, okay, now I'll have the regular margarita. Thank you. (laughs) I literally said to her, I don't know why I was being so snooty before. I'm sorry. I really do want a margarita. 
was pretty great. And it was delicious. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like, I, I've, I haven't had a frozen drink in ages. I just, yeah, it's not something I do often. I just, right. I just had gotta a be little, in the right mindset for it. I just had a little bee in my bonnet about it. You bee in like, my bonnet. <laughs> I just want a little frozen margarita. I love it. I love it. We'll find. it. I'm sure there's plenty of places, especially on Hollywood Boulevard, well, that do frozen margaritas. I but was probably garbage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Is I walked by. A bunch of places that were like, try our five gallons of margaritas. And I was like, well, but I also wanted food. I, it was it was Loteria. I don't know why Oh, I'm I like being. Loteria. Yeah, I don't know why I'm They being. don't do Frozen? Thank you. Because it is kind of a fast foody kind of place, right? It is. It's like casual, but really good. Yeah. And they have a full bar. And uh-huh. I love their cheerful decor. But they will not freeze it up for you. Now you know. Oh. Well, it well, well. Doesn't seem like the kind of place that's like snooty about it. But then I was really looking at the menu. They do like tequila flights and stuff. I was oh. like, do I have a confused outlook about Loteria? Well, but- the food's just gosh darn delish. It, yeah. One time, so ho- our friend Holly and uh, we went to a, a Jack Johnson concert at the Hollywood Bowl because Thamar had to film in Vancouver mm-hmm. at that time, and so he couldn't go. So uh, she knows his music really well. So we went, but beforehand. Um, I was like, let's just park by Second City and just do the walk. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be a real good workout, yeah. and then we can drink more. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> balances, checks and balances. So we went to the Loteria for a little snack and for a margarita, and because it was like their happy hour, she talked me into getting a pitcher, and we drank all of the pitcher. That's and- hilarious. I'm gonna make her listen to this episode yeah. because she's not a big drinker, so that's pretty funny that she was like. I'm uh, into this. Oh, yeah. yeah. The walk up that hill was quite adventurous because I was like... <laughs> you got like a side stitch and you're dehydrated. And- <laughs> it was awful. I was so thirsty. It was so bad, but it was it was really fun. So that was my my last time at Loteria mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood. It's so, the food's so good, though. It is. The, yeah. All right. Well, BYO Blender, I guess. <laughs> BYOB. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. Uh. So what... Um, ooh. You kissed your mic. I kissed my mic. You love I've been trying to be good about being in the mic, and I'm really good at it I'm now. trying to be good at not mouth, like putting my mouth all over the mic. Okay. A, because I've been a little sucky, and B, because, Amy, you don't need to get that close to the mic. Everyone yeah. can hear you. Yeah, you're, you project really well. I've got, I've, I'm in this, like, deep, like, I'm in this deep chest mm. voice today, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm down here. Me like it. <laughs> you know, this this sounds like my I've been drinking all last night voice. I haven't, but, yeah. but this is kind of what it sounds like. See, and I was drinking all last night. I? No, I I went to bed at 9.45 last night. Because <laughs> you're a working woman I'm now. Wor- I'm a working woman. That's, I'm a working woman. That's so. my girl. Yeah. Being all responsible and tired and shit. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Look at how the tables turned. I was I got home at like 1 a.m. <laughs> drinking margaritas with oh my, my old co-workers yeah. all night. And I was like convincing them at the end because I, I actually didn't get drunk. I have a weird tolerance. Yeah. It depends on – it just depends on the situation totally, – on the day. Totally. Um, if I'm like really nervous about something, I'll get drunk fast. If yeah. I'm just like whatevs. Mm-hmm. We had like three drinks over like five hours. So I wasn't drunk. But I like speak very, very loudly and excited. Like my New York Italian comes out yeah, yeah. in social situations, which makes everyone be like, she wasted. I'm uh-huh. like, no, you guys. I'm always this loud. <laughs> I'm just having fun. But our waiter was like, how are you all getting home? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He was very, very sweet about it, mm-hmm. but they both took lifts and I was like, lift for sure too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. Yes. You're fine. I was fine. Three drinks in five hours and food. Yeah. 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 It was all good. Um, 
Okay. Who should go first? Um, the movie theater. Okay. Well, I kind of want to go second next time if that's okay. So okay. I'll go first this time. Perfect. Does that work? I know you made the drink and everything. But... That works if you don't mind that I have a little bit of my own personal upghost uh, and personal. No. Then I'm just going to tack on to the end of this we of my research. We should absolutely do that. Well, just absolutely um, excellent. I forgot to turn my phone off. I have four messages from my sister. Tell your sister that we are – oh, I opened your research. Uh, tell your sister that we're busy. We love her, but she needs to shut up. But guess what she wrote? What? Is it You're going to change your mind. No, it's not. Oh. I've been thinking of you all day because I've been listening to the Immaculate Collection on repeat, and I'm having the best day ever because of it. Oh, Holiday. Really sweet. Uh, the Immaculate Collection. You can't beat it. Yeah. You just can't beat it. You really can't. I feel like if this were, if we were still in the early 90s, Madonna would be a great A Star is Born lead. <gasps> That's so true. Wouldn't she have been so perfect? Well, I do feel like Gaga like respects, you know, Madonna and the, the Madonna thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think so too. Yes, yes. Um, all right, let's talk about let's talk about uh ghosts, shall we? Okay. This is the Egyptian theater, but not the Egyptian theater down the street from my house. What? Not, not the Egyptian theater next to the pig and whistle like I already talked about. Oh, right. Duh. This is uh, the Egyptian theater in Park City, Utah. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. It seems like the other Egyptian theater's haunted, too. I guess if you just make an Egyptian theater, it's, it's haunted. haunted. I think any theater might be haunted. Movie, theater, playhouse, yeah. all yeah. of it. Exactly. All of it. Uh, Park City, Utah, is that where they do Sundance Film Festival? Uh, this is definitely something that I know the answer to definitively and yes. I think it's a yes. Can you tell how like sure I am? <laughs> you know what? Maybe guys freaking invite us there and then we'll care. Okay? But right now we don't care, Robert Redford. I don't have room in my, my active memory. What is it? Ram? I don't know. Yes. REM God. sleep uh-huh. <laughs> or the band and the band yeah mm-hmm. I just don't have room to keep this shit in my head right now no, so no so no. here it is okay so the Egyptian <clears throat> the people of Park City have for a long time appreciated the arts and loved their town theater their first beloved ornate theater the Opera House was built in the 1880s after a spirited campaign which raised the huge sum of $30,000 dang dog that's a lot of money dang. for back then dog <laughs> Uh, absolutely was. And that they raised it themselves. Like, good for them. Aw. Okay. That's a lot of money. So, touring theatrical companies came through town and performed many a production, bringing culture and the arts to this rambunctious silver mining town. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Opera House was gutted by the great 1898 fire, which consumed most of Park City's buildings, but didn't kill anyone. How is that possible? I feel like back then... Everyone burned in fire. Yeah, you just looked at a fire and you <laughs> caught on fire. Like, <laughs> there were like all the those, whole city was burning. Yeah, there was all those layers everybody was wearing, you know? Oh, that's true. Um, Maybe all those layers protected your skin from burning. Oh, that is super how fire works. Mm. A thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. Because, I mean, you know, firemen have those, like, burn-resistant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been on fire. Knock on wood. Thank God. Whoa. But I just got real paranoid. <laughs> what if I erupt into flames right now? That would be inconvenient for me, and I would really appreciate if you didn't do that because you're blocking the exit. <laughs> I 
and all the film in this vault is very flammable here. <laughs> That's another reason probably theaters yeah. always burnt down the fucking film. Good point. Right? Good point. So they survived. Yeah, everybody lived. Um, okay, so that was in 1898. Okay. Um, undaunted, the people rebuilt a theater uh, soon after the Great Fire, calling it the Dewey Theater, which continued the fine tradition of hosting cultural events such hmm. as theatrical productions, grand ballroom dances, vaudeville acts, and silent movies. There was also a bowling alley in the basement. Just oh a my fun fact. God, that sounds so fun. Just a fun fact. Oh, man. I want that. Yeah. Then, in March of 1916, a snowstorm dumped a ton of snow on Park City, causing the roof of the Dewey Theater to collapse. Oh, this place is cursed. Luckily, no one was inside at the time. Or maybe two it's for two, not. two for two, <laughs> two for two. Someone's trying to curse it, and the Dewey Theater's like, I know, but not today, like, Satan. It's like that. It's like uh, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They're like, I built a tower that burned. <laughs> I built another tower that burned. But the third tower that burned down fell over, sank into the swamp. But the third one stayed up. <laughs> I don't remember the quote very well anymore. Um, they put all the Monty Python stuff on Netflix. Fuck. It's all on it now. Fuck. Yeah, we just watched a special, like, Best of, which mm-hmm. was hosted by Steve Martin. And But no, it's like all on oh, it. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be B Z. Oh, yeah. All right. So, opera. Dead. Dewey, dead. Decimal. In <laughs> decimated. Oh, shit. Dewey girl. decimated. Oh, yeah. Um, in 1922, the people of Park City were like, okay, we're done with this. Uh, and they again began to rebuild their theater on the same spot where the Dewey Theater had stood. Uh, showcasing an Egyptian theme inside and outside with the help and guidance of an Egyptologist... That's a purse. That's a job from Seattle. Okay, <laughs> it is a job though. Well, it, well, I don't think it's a job anymore. I don't think you really call it an Egyptologist anymore. Mm. But is that just someone who knew a lot about Egypt? Well, so at the time in the twenties, like they had just discovered King Tut's tomb, so it was like soups popular to be like into Egyptian shit. Like think about oh, the Mummy. Yeah. You know the movie oh, The Mummy. Yeah. yeah, and also like there's. Well, it's not the Egyptian theater here, but it's the Vista Theater on Hollywood and Sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mm-hmm. single screen theater. I think it's around that time era that it was built. Yeah. And you go inside and it looks like you're inside like an Egyptian pyramid. Yeah. It's it was weird, but it was so popular. popular. You know, it's going to be like, uh, you know, when we look back at today and we're like, God, everything was so mid-century mod, you know, <laughs> like, God, everyone was really into that. Those weirdos. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Um, okay, so the 400-seat Egyptian theater opened in 1926 on Christmas Eve with a with a John Rugar production. I don't know what that Who means. That? I don't okay. know. Uh, I think that he regularly shows things at Sundance in Park City. I definitely know. Yes. Um, yeah, because we know everything about the festivals. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, very, it's very good. smart. Um, this theater was built to last and continued to offer live productions and films as entertainment for Park City residents throughout the Depression, World War One, World War Two, and even during the years when Park City was listed as a ghost town on some historic registers. Pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, it really was a ghost town, I guess. Yeah, they, um, you know, because they're, they're, they're was no more business there so people just kind of abandoned it they're like there's no gold there's just silver and burning yeah oh silver that's yeah what I it meant. was it silver and silver and silver and, and gold lead. oh <laughs> 
Well, well we lot. had the same song yeah, in mind, yeah, okay, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I just had more information I hadn't shared with you yet. Um, so, uh, okay, in 1963, it was temporarily changed to the Silver Wheel Theater. Fun fact. Yeah. That was the name of the roller skating rink that my parents met at. Uh, the Silver Wheel Roller Rink? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because yep. I just love your parents. I know. <laughs> Everything about them, I'm just like that's the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. They met at a roller rink. Uh-huh. My my dad was a uh, he was one of the guys wearing the stripy shirts. You of know, course he was. There. Did he have a mustache? Or they were young. He they probably were couldn't grow one. Young, yet. but he 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 rocked a mustache pretty early in his life. So nice. I feel like he had a mustache in their prom picture. So I, I mean, mean, like, couldn't have been more than seventeen in that. It so. was so weird. Like in like the seventies and eighties, like seventeen-year-old yeah. men would have the just like really big yeah. long stashes. It's like where I did think, that come from? Yeah, and I think they met when they were fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, something like that. That is really cute. Yeah. Oh, man. Love them. Love them. My mom used to date his best friend a lot. (laughs) Perfect. They would go back and forth. But also my dad had a girlfriend for every night of the week that he worked at Silver Wheel. I'll bet it was the hot spot. Yeah. Um, There were two roller skating rinks in White Settlement, Texas. This tiny town. Talk about 80s, baby. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, blah, blah, blah. Oh, in 1978, uh, the uh, theater was in need of a facelift, and the people of Park City once again came together, came up with the money to repair the Egyptian architecture of the theater, which was finished by 1981, uh, became the Egyptian theater once again, and uh, is the center stage for Park City's live cultural performances. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, boring. Great. <laughs> it's just like, who owns it now? Who cares? Let's talk about some mother fucking ghosts. There it is. Let's this make, is what we came for. Let's make up some accents and just put them all together. For a um, second, I was like, oh, I forgot there's ghosts. I, think yeah. I thought that was the end. I'm I like, know. that is fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> a large history. So, here we go. In 1902, on July 15th, because we I mentioned this was a mining town, silver mm-hmm. and lead. We sang a song. I fucked just it up. Click, click back a bunch of times, and you'll hear it again. Um, in uh, on July 15th, 1902, the silver and lead mine exploded at 11:20 p.m. And uh, here is a quote from a contemporary uh, newspaper newspaper at the time. Uh, the work of rescuing the imperiled dead was quickly and heroically undertaken. The men were brought to the surface just as fast as the disabled machinery would permit. The victims had to be brought up the shaft in one compartment cage, one of the compartments having been wrecked by the explosion. Every man who went down with the first rescuing party was overcome by the deadly gas. So there was the explosion, a bunch of people showed up to help, and the first people that went down all died. Oh Yeah, like the first responders. The first responders. Yeah. One of those men was a 21-year-old man by the name of Johnny McLaughlin, who was an aspiring actor and drama enthusiast and worked at the then Dewey Theater as a stagehand at the turn of the century. Um, Unfortunately, he suffered a horrible death while trying to rescue the miners during the terrible accident. 
the haunting of the theater began soon after the Egyptian theater opened in 1926, and many paranormal enthusiasts agree that the theory that Johnny McLaughlin haunts this place has merit. Merit. So real. So so they got some strong opinions. They agree it has, has merit. Merit. Mm. Not to put. So What's a story without merit? Find a point on it. Which I think that's really interesting because, like, he worked at the Dewey Theater, and that's the one where the snow collapsed the roof. Right. But then they built the Egyptian Theater, but it was like right after the Egyptian Theater opened, it started being haunted. Interesting. And so, anyway, so here's some of the manifestations. Um, people see, and the people that have seen the full-bodied apparition, it looks like a young man. And, like, I, I don't exactly know how this story got started. I think it's very possible that maybe they had a psychic or somebody who was like, look into this. Okay. Or, yeah, like, this yeah. seems related to this mining accident. But the the point is he was an aspiring actor. He was working as a stagehand just to be, like, close but wanted to be, sure. like, on the stage. Yeah. And was only 21 years old and died before, you know, he had a chance to... So if I were him, I'd come back to that theater and... Get my spotlight. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I would too. Um, it seems like he has, and unfortunately, this is not a happy ghost. Wrote Tammy. Oh no, he's not. I thought no. he'd be like sentimental. No, he's pissed. Oh uh, <laughs> sure. Um, when no one is on the stage, footsteps can be heard on its wooden floor. So it's like one of those where it's like you know they have the movies, but they have the stage. Yes, they do yeah. live and screen performances. So um, that's reported by people like on like a weekly basis that there's just oh my god um doors have been known to fly open by themselves horrible screams are heard inside the theater especially after hours oh my gosh no uh, like people fight over not having to close up the theater (laughs) oh my god that'd be so scary um a male apparition has been seen by patrons staff and performers alike um, and we do have, and I'll, I'll, well, I'll send this to you so you can post it. Um, there is a picture of the miners in the the mine that exploded, p- taken in 1902. Whoa. So it's like a lot of the people in that picture are dead. Oh. Um, so I don't know if like. I don't know if he was a miner and so he was maybe not working or, or whatever. Maybe he knew somebody, but you get a really good sense of like kind of like what they all looked like and everything. So, mm-hmm. so we'll post a picture of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the ghost is incredible. So besides all the screaming and the doors getting flown open and blah, 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 um, this ghost is extremely rude. Um, he has frequently pushed people to the ground. Rude. I guess I don't have any more information than that. I just have people have been pushed to the ground. But like... Thank God I did such thorough research. Uh, If you pushed me to the ground today, I could break a hip. Like, that could be dangerous. Girl, falling at our age is not okay. No. Even when you're a kid and you fall, it's a little jarring. But like, you watch like toddlers like fall and eat shit and get right back up and keep going. Mm -hmm. Well, they're only like two feet tall. And they're mostly made of fat anyway. Yeah, they're all blobby. Yeah. And like... Us, um, elegant and, and thin ladies, sophisticated, so sophisticated. I we have a lot of padding on our front, uh huh. But nobody ever falls tits down. No, no. <laughs> God, like I don't want to. That would hurt too. Yeah. Oh uh, Jesus. Oh God. Ugh. Especially like my like my my boob, my my right tit. Yeah, we're so talking hurts. about boob. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that your, your lung boob. My lung boob. Yeah. 
It still fucking hurts every night. I get sharp shooting pains. Like, I can literally feel them, like, traveling. It sucks. Not to get medical, but one wonders. And by one, I mean me. One wonders. Specifically. I wonder if, like, because, you know, they had to cut through that, like, ligament and stuff. And, you know, when your boob moves, it's, like, pulling that stuff. I bet it's that stuff that's healing is. That's what the thoracic surgeon said. Oh, am I a thoracic surgeon now? Oh, girl, if you need an operation, call Benchies and Booze. I just watched 15 seasons of ER. ER. (laughs) (laughs) They did. The the nurse there said that, you know, she's like, we're going to get a lot of crazy sensations because they cut through nerve, muscle, tissue. but And then they had to go through your rib cage and into your lungs. I'm like, oh, I don't. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know how like anatomy works. I didn't think about all that. There's some wet stuff. There's some squishy there's things. Squishy. There's firmer things. Uh-huh. There's bony things. And that's about and it. That's that. That's yeah. that. So and I guess there's still some healing happening. And because now I'm trying to exercise, maybe shit's moving. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I don't like it. Yeah. So I don't want to fall tits first, basically. Yeah. Just like let me fall ass first. My ass is bony. Whatever. I'd rather break my ass than my tits. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather break my ass than my tits. If you have to choose ass or tits to break. Uh, Um, I might take tits, actually. Yeah. The only reason is because I'm scared of my tailbone breaking. That seems very painful. I fractured my tailbone once. See? This is a very 90s. It was in a rollerblading accident. (laughs) (laughs) I was aggressively rollerblading through my gated community in Florida. (laughs) Very, very mad. And uh-huh. I was just going really, really fast and went over a little twig. Uh-huh. Uh, both my legs flew straight up in the air. Big daddy style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Adam Sandler yeah, movie? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of was like a like yeah. a badly written comedy. Um, and yeah, I, I landed on my tailbone and I like had to like bring a cushion to sit on like a donut yeah. at, at school mm-hmm. for like a month. It was awful. I'm sure you were pretty popular after that. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, there's that hot chick with the sitting on a donut. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a fucking old lady. <laughs> um yeah. So anyway, wish it were a more glamorous story. But you can't only time can heal a fractured or a broken tailbone. Mm-hmm. They can't do anything. Yep. So it really fucking sucks, man. So lesson learned. Watch out for twigs while you're rollerblading, people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're at the the silver li- lining roller rink. Where did your parents meet? Silver wheel. Close. <laughs> um, crazy. Uh, but, all, but anyway, being pushed by a ghost would really yeah. fucking suck. You hear a lot of stories about people getting pushed down stairs by Ugh. ghosts. I can't – I'm so – I'm not that tall, but I just feel like gravity would just really fucking suck for yeah. you at that point. Yeah. It's just like, owie. Not no interested. Thing. Not interested. Yeah. Not interested. Um, oh, well, I uh, haven't read my story in a while, so this will be a surprise to both of us. Oh, great. Yeah, I did this research a while ago. I was yeah. really getting ahead of ourselves. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're going to love it. Okay. It's in Austin, Texas. <gasps> Have you been there? <sighs> It's called the Paramount Theater. You mother fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew just you were the doing reaction that. I was going for. I knew you were doing that because I snuck a peek. But. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, my, I I did uh, cite my resources. Thank you, Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ghostdiaries.com dot com. Okay. Um, and USA Today. Oh, that little my. Note. Publication that they slide under your door at a uh-huh. hotel. Uh, <laughs> that you're like, no, I don't want this. It's fluff pieces. 
Um, and uh, the ghostdiaries.com article was written by someone named Joni Mahan. And this is – I'm going to read what she wrote right now. Okay. And then I'm going to go into the, the stuff and it's a mix of a bunch of shit. So anyway, here we go. This is the intro from the author Joni. As someone with mediumistic abilities, I can tell you that most of the movie theaters I've been to have a ghost or two hanging around. Contrary to popular belief, someone doesn't have to die in the building for it to be haunted. Which makes sense why the Egyptian theater is haunted especially, too, because all the miners that died underground, oh, shit, their spirits Mm -hmm. are going to go into whatever can house them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that makes sense. Places like movie theaters offer a perfect situation for earthbound souls. Ghosts might linger because there's a place where they they once enjoyed. Wait, what? Ghosts might linger because... The movie theater is a place that they used to enjoy, or they simply uh, choose it due to the bounty of energy it offers. Wait, what? So, dig it. Earthbound souls need energy to function. This we knew. If they can't find it through natural sources, they often turn to the living for fuel. Horrifying. Most people are unaware when energy is being pulled from them. They might feel disoriented or somewhat wary after an encounter. Others will feel a physical sensation while the energy is being drained from them. One common sign is the feeling that your body is vibrating from the inside out. Mm. When this happens to me, I create a shield of energy and protect myself, which is something that takes practice to master. When this happens to me, I light a cigarette and let it happen. <laughs> Go ahead, drain my energy. <laughs> Vibrating from the inside out. Okay. <laughs> I take a sip of my dead director's daiquiri. <laughs> oh, the vibrating from the inside out. I just got that. <laughs> Ithamar's so embarrassed right now. He's like, no, she didn't just get it. She knows. She knows. <laughs> She's known for a long time. She knows frequently. <laughs> and always before me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> tis true. Tis true. It's okay. Our parents will listen. I mean, they now this is the episode. They're like, Mind you know you. what? I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, but they cool like that. <laughs> um, I know they're laughing. Um, okay, so other factors that contribute to a theater uh, being haunted is uh, the. Sp- Space. Theaters are dark. They're windowless. They are vacant for a majority of the day. If a ghost is quiet, most people won't know it's there. It can silently creep from person to person, devouring the plethora of energy like a ghost buffet. <laughs> other, <laughs> other ghosts aren't so quiet. So anyway, so that's the backstory of like why are movie theaters so fucking haunted? Well, it makes sense. Windowless. That's why bathrooms are haunted too. We did that research. Oh yeah. Uh, typically, like anything windowless is pretty comfy mm-hmm. for these ghosts. Um, so the this takes us to the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas, Miss Tammy. Yeah. Uh, built in 1915, this classic revival styled theater hosts live performances as well as movies. Ooh, my tummy is growling. Oh my. Uh, I need more drinks. Uh, my stomach's like no bitch i'm telling that they're not food that's, that's the opposite not, this is why i'm growling <laughs> excuse me um it was built um it was originally it originally opened under the name the majestic it was uh-huh. built as a vaudeville venue and then was renovated in the 1930s into a grand movie palace <laughs> it hosted performers ranging from houdini to Catherine hepburn uh, also premiering the 1966 movie batman we're so on today um patrons and employees have witnessed two distinct hauntings in the theater 
A lady in white. Uh-huh. I mean, what doesn't have a lady in white these days? Mm-hmm. Uh, with an air of sadness about her. She often drifts uh, down the red staircase prior to the nightly performances. Do you recall a red staircase? Uh... <laughs> That's a nope. That's a nope. <laughs> That's a nope. Uh, well, it's in there twice, but I don't... Oh. Well, there is a red staircase. Now you need to refresh that brain yeah. of yours, Tammy. I'll go back. Okay. Um, uh, she has an error of sadness. She drifts down the staircase prior to the... <laughs> no one remembers my staircase. <laughs> uh, some people believe she might be a Civil War widow. So the theater sits on a site that once occupied the War Department of the Republic of Texas. Oh. Crazy. She's seen in the same area where there is currently a freestanding wall from the War Department of the Republic of Texas, um, which is from 1839, by the way. I was about to say, so the Republic of Texas, that's that's when we were trying to be a country we were fighting mexico then not e- not the civil war okay maybe that's it was... like the alamo oh shit mm-hmm. texas was trying to be its own country republic of texas oh dang i got i just we were part a refresher. of we were part of mexico and then uh... santa Ana, and we kicked his ass or well he kicked our ass is that but remember made, the alamo mm-hmm. it was at the alamo where we died violently but there were very few of us and a lot of Mexican soldiers, and we almost didn't all die. Wow. But we That's did. That's a great story. But we did, yeah, we did defeat eventually and Become became your own. Not country. No, I guess we then joined the Union, but. Yeah, so you were independent from Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think actually oh, okay. Texas was its. Oh, now I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to get schooled. I'm going to get schooled. Mom and Dad are listening. Mm, yeah. Ma, look. I don't remember. They're going to – because I think we were our own country for a very brief time, and that is why the state of Texas flag is allowed to be flown at the same level as the United States flag, but all other state flags have to be flown a little bit below. I mean, look, Texas is the size of many countries. I took Texas history for an entire year in seventh grade, and I don't remember. Did nothing to you. Did nothing for this. Nothing. Um, so we don't remember the LMO. Feel free to text explain to us. Please. <laughs> and the Instagram comments. Please, because I was uh, born and raised in New York and didn't know a thing about Texas. <laughs> and then in Florida, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. I never really. That's right. Yeah, I don't remember. Texas is its own thing. I so. was busy rollerblading. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly. <Don't> history. <laughs> I want to feel the wind in my hair. The and the bones crushed shit. in my butt. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, so there's like a, still a freestanding wall from like 200 freaking years ago, um, uh, almost. And, uh, yeah, so she might be a civil war or maybe not civil war, maybe Mexico, Texas war. Mm-hmm. Was there a name for that war? Just the battle of the Alamo? No, there was. It's like the, the Mexico civil war. Sure. Okay. There's a name, but I can't We're remember. We're the worst. We're so bad. Yeah. Obscure wars. And look, it's not a history podcast. It's a ghost podcast. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh that attacked you out of nowhere <laughs> that came out of nowhere she looked shocked <laughs> that was so weird still confused i wasn't drinking anything i hadn't had a sip of anything in like 20 minutes maybe it's a ghost a fucking pissed off texan ghost yeah. she's like god damn remember we it's remember the alamo <laughs> your last name is enriquez 
You should know your Mexican history. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Sorry. I'm still new. New. <laughs> um, okay. Another sighting at the theater okay. is a man with a top hat oh. who sits in the uh, house right opera box. Mm. He smokes a cigar, uh, dressed in his 1920s attire. Cute. Uh, longtime Paramount volunteer Flo Thompson said, <laughs> "I just Whoa. like that name, Flo. <laughs> God, she's got tall hair. I can tell. Tall hair, and she volunteers. Yeah. She's like, I ain't got nothing else to do. Yes. What the hell? Kids are grown. <laughs> house is empty. Gotta keep busy." Oh, helicopter. Oh, it's a helicopter. Hollywood. LA. Uh, she says she smelled the cigar smoke before, mm -hmm. and she has been a volunteer there at the theater for over 30 years. Wow. Uh, so a, a KVU photographer from some local news station, KVUE. I think that's the – I think that's NBC. Oh, okay. Okay. I can't remember. Cuckoo. Uh, unaware of the spirit of the 1920s man, uh, came to the theater and said he also smelled cigar smoke below the opera box. Hmm. The last spirit sighting of the Paramount is a personal story of the theaters. In 2000, longtime projectionist of the Paramount, Walter Norris Jr., died in the projection booth. He was in the middle of switching the reels of Casablanca. Aww. It was his favorite movie. Aww. The audience and employees knew something was wrong when, in the middle of the film, the screen went white. Aww. The employees of the Paramount put together a shrine for Walter in the projection booth. Walter had a sweet tooth, so there's always some sort of candy bar or a chocolate donut at his shrine. Mm, <laughs> yum, yum. Uh, the employees of the Paramount put uh, together the shrine. Wait, I already said that. Whoops, I just reread the same fucking paragraph twice. Yep. Okay, so one time a projector <laughs> broke. Paramount staff did everything under the sun to repair it, but nothing worked. That's when they realized Walter's Shrine didn't have any sweets. They quickly realized the mistake, and they swiftly put a candy bar, possibly a Snickers, at his shrine. I don't know why that had to be thrown in there. It's like, oh, possibly a Snickers, possibly a Butterfinger, possibly a Milky Way, guys. Possibly a Charleston chew. Calm the fuck down. Charleston chew. Break your tooth. Why don't you? Um... So, but isn't like Snickers satisfies? Isn't that there? Or no? It, yeah, that the, was the, one of their things. And one of their things in the commercials used to be not going anywhere for a while. Grab a Snickers. Uh -huh. Well, if you're a fucking ghost, you ain't going anywhere forever. No. So might as well have a Snickers. Yeah. Um. So from that day on, as long as Walter had his sweets, they haven't had any issues with the projector. Uh, Walter's service was held at the Paramount Theater, and a flower from his casket still hangs on the back wall of the stage directly across from the production booth. Some sightings of the spirits haven't always been friendly. A custodian at the Paramount refused to clean a bathroom. I mean, I'd use any excuse to not clean a bathroom. Yeah, but if it's your job. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> refused to clean a bathroom at the top of the theater near the production booth. He said he felt a negative presence. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> I ain't cleaning that shit. <laughs> it's negative, literally. Um, <clears throat> perhaps one of the most chilling accounts of the paranormal comes from a different longtime custodian. While he was working in the auditorium early one morning, he heard footsteps and looked up to catch sight of a pair of white nurse's shoes walking down the hall. As he, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. White nurse's shoes. As he oh god, this is scary. Okay. As he glanced upwards, he was shocked to see that there weren't they weren't connected to a body. <laughs> they disappeared after a few seconds and haven't been seen again. No, no. Uh, 
the former artistic director of the Paramount, George Bernardoni, said he made a deal with the spirits when he embarked on a mission to save the theater in the 70s and 80s. Jesus. What that deal was, we don't know. Well, something they couldn't uh, refuse. Yeah. <laughs> It's me, Bernadoni. I'm gonna make you an offer. Uh, uh, but leave, leave the gun. Take, take the, the Snickers. The- <laughs> uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, so that's the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. Oh my gosh! Um, I have a kind of an up ghost and personal of my own account. Okay. Um, I didn't see a ghost. But this is really fucking scary. And it's – and okay. So it's, it's a theater that's definitely haunted now. Okay. Okay. Let me just jump right in. Just jump right in. Okay, guys. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Thank – especially because I'm blocking the exit. It's a fire <laughs> <Yeah>. hazard. You're, <laughs> you're not going anywhere, little girl. <laughs> so, okay. So when I was growing up in New Rochelle, New York, uh, we um, – Went to the movie theater. It was uh, like a month before we were moving from New York to Florida. Okay. Um, And so my mom took me and a few of my girlfriends, I was about 10 years old, to see A League of Their Own. Um, yeah. which is the best fucking, <laughs> I know it's so good. It's so, it's so good. good. I love that movie. I do too. I haven't seen it in a while, but oh my God. I watch it every me. time it's on TV. You can't, tur- it's one of those movies you cannot turn mm-hmm. off. Like, oh, it would be perfect. Like, I, I'm so afraid of flying. Like, if I could have that movie on every plane, I might be okay. Girls, get on an iPad, download it on an iPad. I'm going to do that. Okay. We have a trans-Pacific flight next month, and I feel like, oh God, how am I going to get through it i'm gonna think my lungs collapsing the whole time better up <laughs> hear thy call the time has come for, for one and all to play i don't remember i was trying to like do oh. different pitches yeah play. if i remembered it a little better I uh, oh i know it all we are the members of the all-american team we come from cities near and far we have canadians irish ones and swedes we're all for one we're, we're all for all we're all american That's yes! all right. god bless you penny marshall oh, i know uh, so good. Uh, so now that we got that out of the, the way, uh-huh. um, so we go into is this old theater in Larchmont, which is where my mom grew up, and it was I think it's just called the Larchmont Playhouse. Yeah, it is. It's old. It's from the early 1900s. It's brick. It's got at that time maybe two screens. It used to be a theater, a theater, uh-huh. obviously. And um, so we're waiting for the movie to start. Uh, this was before you could see like cool commercials and shit. To just, you just stared at a blank screen. Yeah. And um, there, I remember Selena was playing through the speakers. So they were playing like the radio. Uh-huh. And um, and it was the song "I Could Fall in Love with You." I remember uh, that song being on. It's a good one. And we're waiting and waiting. And the movie did start late because I remember we were getting very impatient. And I'm assuming <laughs> we did not have popcorn or snacks because my mom was like, that shit's too expensive. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like I remember the first time I had popcorn in a movie theater. Didn't you feel like the richest son of a bitch yes. in the world? Yeah. Yes. You felt like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
I just spent, someone spent $20 on me. I mean, well, when I'd go with my grandma, we would just sneak in snacks. Yeah. That's what we used to do but too. But we didn't get, yeah, we didn't go to the movies that often as a kid. No. But no. They were, they were expensive then and they're expensive yeah. now. And then we would never get snacks. No. If anything, we got to bring stuff from home. Now you know? I live near a theater and I don't, I haven't done this yet. My friend Crystal's like, you can just go in and buy popcorn and leave. And I was like, what? you can't. You can popcorn for dinner. You can literally. I mean, the Chinese theater's right there. I, I could literally. Also, there's a bar over there. I should just buy popcorn and go sit at the bar. Yeah. That's not sad. No, not when I join you. It's not. Okay. Hey, Thank girls you. day. I girls did day. invite you. Thank you. I just invited myself. <laughs> Y'all, we, we, we heard it. It's it recorded. Just, <laughs> it went from sad to a date, and that really made me. I really appreciate that. That was a solid that you just did for me. Uh, I really want to do that, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we're sitting there getting a little impatient and fidgety and noticing that the theater also smelled terrible. Oh, great. Not unusual for a summer in New York, but we weren't in the city. We were in Larchmont, please. It's kind of yeah. bougie. Yeah. Um, and uh, it it just smelled awful. Yeah. And um, I joked to my friends, and I will never forget this, uh, that it smelled like dead bodies. Like every 10-year-old knows what a dead body smells like. So there's like a grate underneath the stage of the theater. And we were kind of sitting in like the second row, I think. And I remember very specifically that iron grate. And well, guess what, girl? I don't like this at all. We were smelling dead bodies. No. No. This is coming from an actual newspaper clipping from uh, the Larchmont paper in uh, July, uh, I think July 12th, uh, 1992. It says, Eduardo Javier Castillo Castillo Roja, 16 years old of Chihuahua, Mexico, was arrested Saturday in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and charged with second-degree murder, said Larchmont's police chief, William Kerasi. The slaying was the third homicide in three years in this Westchester village of 6,300 people. Um, so the headline, the, the thing, the headline like underneath it said, feet and hands bound. Okay, here's what happened. The suspect, Eduardo, worked at the Larchmont Playhouse, where the police found the body of Paul Marks, 47, in the basement on July 12th after he failed to open the theater for a 1 p.m. showing of A League of Their Own. Jesus Christ. Mr. Marks, a resident of Brooklyn, had been stabbed and bludgeoned to death with a knife and pipe. His hands and feet were bound together with electrical cord. Murder body, murder, murder. It's a total murder, 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 murder body. body. You smelled a murder body. No wonder my lungs are weak. <laughs> it's filled with the stench of murder body. I'm sitting near her. <sighs> my breast swells with the murder bodies. Uh, the air of a murder body. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he was bludgeoned with a knife and pipe. Uh, his hands and feet were, but I said that. The police chief also said Mr. Marks, the ma- the movie manager, had an intimate affa- uh, relationship with the teenager who lived in Brooklyn uh, as well. Uh, so. And he was 47? 47 no. and a 16-year-old. Oh, fuck that. So I remember hearing as a as a 10-year-old the, uh-huh. that it was a – I was told, uh, I think by my mom, because I mentioned it to her, and – this came out. It's a small town. So I was like, what the fuck? She said, oh, it was a um, a 
a gay love triangle is how she described it. Like, oh, it was a gay love Sexy. triangle, right? <laughs> uh, a gay love triangle, and one of the lovers was killed and in the basement. And she tells me this at the age of 10, and I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, so it's not a uh, necessarily a ghost story, but you know that man uh. obviously haunts the theater now. Like, there's no way he can't. And that I uh, was uh, there. You smelled a murder body. I was. I watched the full length of a league of their own uh, while a a murdered man lay dead. Uh, and was there long enough to away. smell bad? Oh God, you're right. You know, I wonder too because like he they discovered him when he after he did not open the theater for a 1 p.m. showing, but we saw the movie. You know, before that. So I wonder if just like there was just a different employee there to open it that well, day or something. May- like this was his shift to open the theater. Yeah. Or maybe like he was off for a couple of days and mm-hmm. then he was supposed to start. Exactly. But he was still there. Oh, God. It's just so gross. But uh, yes, yeah, so be careful, folks. Your your joke could be uh, could be in the headlines the next day. Oh, God. I've done that so many times. I won't talk about because it's all like so embarrassing and I'll be up all night but like when you say the exact wrong thing oh yeah when you make the joke you're like oh, well blah yeah. blah blah oops. oops oh gosh it smells like dead bodies in here mm-hmm. oops yeah. we're 10 um, oops. I, uh, I wonder if any of my friends remember that this was mm, no nobody will listen to this I I felt so badly for somebody because I was like that sounds like something I would do uh, at uh, my grandma's like memorial or whatever uh, I was talking to somebody, you know, relatives of relatives or whatever. Uh, I was like, how are you doing? He's like, well, still alive. And we all were like dead silent. And he was like, so to speak. <laughs> like, and I, I, I could have been a good person and been like, <laughs> but I was just like, mm-hmm. are you? That must be nice. You know, who's not my grandmother. So any day above ground is a good day. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least I'm not dead like that lady. (laughs) I know it was just like. Better her than me, right? And I think actually this guy actually has had a lot of like like cancer and stuff. So it's truly true. You know, it's probably his like go-to line. Just probably. Not at a funeral. Yeah, not at a memorial for a dead person. Come on. Jeez. Oh, man. Well, if you want to hear inappropriate reactions. (laughs) To death. And you all should death. subscribe uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, throw please. Us, uh, throw us a rating. Throw us a throw, review. Throw us some fi- – look, we are a solid five stars across the board, but only like 12 people have done it. So just keep giving us some five-star ratings, guys. Quit telling them how few people have reviewed. I mean – uh, 12 times 100,000. Yeah. yeah. 1,200,000 100, people. <laughs> uh, Just freaking rate and review and subscribe. It's not hard. And then you can, after you've done that, you can uh, write us your own dead body story. Please. Tell me I'm not the only one. Upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. And please uh, follow us. We spend a lot of time on our Instagram posts. Uh, at Banshees and Booze. Follow us on Twitter at Banshees and mm, Booze. Where we don't spend as much time on the post, but we will if you follow us. Uh, <laughs> give us a reason. She is so threatening lately. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's all these drinks. It's all these um, drinks. Um, and uh, remember, 
Uh, Tammy. Yeah. If you see a ghost. Um, uh, don't let him push you to the ground because there's nothing you can do about your tailbone. If it pushes you, just tits first. Yeah, tits first. Tits first. Uh, uh, hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, um, uh, uh, hold your breath because you might be inhaling its freshly dead body parts. No, no, don't like it. I mean, I like I'm gonna have to process this. True story. True story. I forgot about it. It wasn't even in my like list of oh stories I should tell on the podcast. It just occurred it. to me. I wonder what traumas I've suppressed that I could drag back up again. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I'll never watch A League of Their Own the same. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's oh. no dying in baseball. <laughs> oh, we got exit on that line. Sorry. We got it. We got it. Thanks, her. guys. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye.